0: Welcome to this evening's Meet the Artist interview. I hope those of you coming in feel comfortable coming down closer to the front so that you can hear and see. We have nice things to look at tonight. (laughs) Um, I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the War Memorial Opera House on Tuesday, March 2nd. This is 2010, and this is the first performance, the opening performance of Program 4, and it's my pleasure this evening to be in conversation with Company Principal, Joan Boisda <laughs> Welcome and thank you. Um, I do need to uh, let you know, uh, in case this is new to you, that these interviews as well as our points of view programs and some other educational programming is recorded for possible podcasting and I suggest you go to the San Francisco Ballet's website sfballet.org. There's lots of really interesting information there and you can find the podcasts so I hope you'll do that. Um, Juan, it's just a pleasure. As I was saying, we haven't had the opportunity to do this in a very long time. And I was kind of looking at uh, your bio, and you've been a member of this company now for a little over 10 years. And that barely, yeah. <laughs> barely? No, that's, that's the number. And um, that really, to me, made me look back over the repertoire, your contributions. And I think we all agree that The thing that one of the things that makes you stand out is being such a versatile dancer. And so I thought it would be sort of interesting to look at some of the uh, roles you've done, some of what you brought to the company. And then, of course, we'll look at what's going on right now and a little bit about what's coming ahead. Uh, You came to this company um, as a pretty young dancer, barely a student.
1: I I think I came when I was like almost. 23, 24, mm-hmm. as a member of the company, mm-hmm. but I came prior to that as a guest mm-hmm. to perform mm-hmm. with the company.
0: And you uh, were raised and trained. Tell us about it.
1: Uh, raised in Havana, Cuba. Uh, I trained with the National Ballet of Cuba. Oh, yeah. And uh, after graduating from the school and being a member of the company for only eight months, uh, I decided to go to France after an invitation to go join the Jean Ballet de France, which was a small company for young dancers and uh, who offered me a, an opportunity to go there and work with different teachers and other mm-hmm. dancers. Mm-hmm.
0: And you danced with any number of companies for a little while before you settled here. And I'm always curious to know, what, what was the draw to come to San Francisco Ballet?
1: <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> The Earthquakes. <laughs> yes. um, well, I, I, like she say, I was really lucky to be part of um, many companies as guests uh, where, where I danced different roles. And um, after Helgi invited me to come here uh, to San Francisco, I danced with uh, Tina Leblanc, which you probably all know. I've seen dancing for many years. Uh, and came an, a second time to dance with the company here at the Opera uh, House. And uh, he offered me a contract as a principal dancer, and after being around for a couple months, I decided that it was the best troop to be around. I have made many friends, and uh, the whole location and the whole building, the facilities that we have, San Francisco Ballet, uh, no other company has. Mm
0: -hmm. It's always nice to hear. Um, You have danced an incredibly wide range of roles, and we can characterize them, um, the classics and the moderns and the Balanchine repertoire and the character parts. Um, Was there something about your training at the National Ballet? We have other dancers who've been trained there, and you're all gorgeous. What is there about that training that prepared you for this incredibly diverse repertoire?
1: Well, in Cuba, we mainly do classical ballet. So that is a base that is pretty strong for any other kind of uh, dance that you're being approached to. So I think uh, dancing classical ballet in Cuba for all those years in school and watching the company perform uh, gave me a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do. So I went to France to make a little better of what I had learned. Not to the Cubans. They thought that there was everything I needed to learn was there in Cuba. I had a different idea and uh, went to France, learned a little more, got exposed to uh, really hardcore contemporary dance because in France it's always avant-garde and uh, their new choreographers are always like, up to new demands. Um, and after I, once I came to here to San Francisco, we get the both uh, worlds. We get the beautiful dan- uh, classical dancing and also wonderful choreographers to work with for new pieces.
0: Of all of the things that we've seen you do, and I'm just flashing back, we've seen you do um, in Don Quixote, um, I can't say the name of the character.
1: Basilio. Basilio
0: in Don Quixote. And we've seen you do Albrecht in Giselle, very contrasting but classical characters. Um, We've seen you do the Balanchine things. We've seen you do the the in-the-middle Somewhat elevated, that we'll see you do this week. Um, you probably think I'm going to ask what your favorite is. No. But I'm actually going to ask what's the hardest for you? What's the most challenging?
1: Uh, there is no going around classical ballet. You either do it well or you just don't do it well. So the, I think classical ballet is the hardest to perform to a high level. Uh, doing class, all oh the pieces, neoclassicals, and contemporary, they're more adapted to your body, to your own ability. So I think classical ballet is the most challenging of all.
0: Good answer, I guess. (laughs) Um, You're going to be appearing in, in the middle, somewhat elevated this week. And I wonder if you would talk a little bit about what it was like to learn it, what it you said you danced in Europe. You danced with some of the, um, some of the other very contemporary t- style choreography. Just what is it that is special about In the Middle? And
1: well, for once, the music yeah. is incredible. Uh, once you hear the music, some people will be struck by the s- sound and the noises. And uh, us dancers get really inspired and want to move to that kind of strange beat. Uh, Dancing Forsyth uh, comes from a classical base, so all the steps are what you will see in Don Quixote or in any other uh, classical ballet, but with different ending lines, arms, or different positions, trying to work uh, your balance a little off instead of being in one leg like a really straight stick. Um, So it it is really challenging because the information that it was given to us in a period of uh, probably three or four weeks it was so greatest that uh, it was really challenging to put all that together for the roles.
0: When we watch in the middle, uh, when I watch in the middle, I'm usually sort of exhausted when it's over. And I wonder if, you know, sometimes you're asked to make it look easy, to make it look like you're not tired at the end. Um, there's something about in the middle that I think that incredible energy and effort is just part of it. Do you feel that way up there?
1: It, it is one of the most physical roles that we get to dance ballets in the company, I think. All the four sides, this one, and the prior that we had last year, um, it was um, it's, it's really physical. So you really need to be in top form, I think, to be running around stage and making the, those steps look easy. So once you put a lot of hairspray, you look like you didn't even sweat.
0: That's the secret, hairspray. Um there are uh, the other piece that we will see you in this week is Yuri Posokov's Diving into the Lilacs. Um that one was premiered last year. just last year and you've been in many of Yuri's pieces and I wonder if you would talk a little bit about um all these different choreographers you work with. What are some of the things that Yuri asks you to do that are wonderful and special and different and challenging?
1: I, I'm sure many of you have seen Yuri dance. He has the most incredible facility to move with that big body that he has. He's really tall man, really strong. And he asks us to do things that he's able to do in studio, thinking about his own choreography. Which is really demanding to the dancers, and the only the thing that is great, I think, with his work is like it's a never-ending process. Uh, he will come and set the ballet this week, and next week he'll have other moves that he would like to include into the piece and make it more interesting, I guess, for the audience and the dancers our, ourselves.
0: Remember doing um, his first work think it was, was it Magritomania here?
1: Magritomania, yeah.
0: And I remember you were fairly new in the company at that time. Um, was that a fun thing to remember? Is that a fun thing to remember? It was a
1: fun piece. It was, it was a beautiful piece for the boys to dance because we had uh, other than beautiful uh, art in the back as ex- yeah. pictures from Magritte's uh work. I uh, got to work with Gennady, Roman, and all the boys that were in the company in the past. Uh, so it was a, like a group of friends dancing together, and uh, it was a really strong boys' dance, mm. the part that I did myself. But it, it was really new to me, like throwing hats and doing different like Russian folk dance steps and moving it around in patterns that I'd never seen before. Uh, that's the type of work that he'll bring to the company.
0: And diving into the lilacs is... Um still different what is, what is something you enjoy about doing diving
1: well this year I got uh, I put to dance a different role which is the one that Yuan Johan and Anthony Spaulding are doing mm-hmm. tonight uh, it's the main part of the day I think in the third movement um, I thought oh that's going to be easier than the one I did last year which was the most dancing most demanding more physical part no <laughs> <laughs> I say, I always want to be the guy that does the Padre Day and looks fairly easy. No. It's, it's always the opposite. It's really demanding, but it's really beautiful. The music is really in- inspiring. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful piece of de It's day.
0: an unusual piece of music. It's um, If you read your program, just quickly you'll see, oh, it's Tchaikovsky. Um, oops, it's not Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. It's uh, Boris, I think, Tchaikovsky, who is a much uh, later... A, 20th century composer, a very neo-romantic. So um, my recollection is that this is a very lovely piece. Um, it's it very romantic?
1: It, it is beautiful. The music inspires you a lot to move, and uh, his choreography for the part that I'm doing this year is almost like figure skating. Pretty much, it looks like you're s- skating through the through the stage, and it's fr- beautiful.
0: Um, Oh, partnering! You mentioned that um, you wanted to be in a partnering role and discovered that it was difficult. Um, I have it on fairly good authority, having talked to some of the women that you've partnered, that you are considered an excellent, wonderful, desirable partner. Can you say a few words about <laughs> what do you think
1: makes? Chocolates. It- <laughs>
0: What do you think makes a good partner, other than bribery?
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got the chance to work really hard as a partner in Cuba. I, it's a class that is uh, given to the students every year, so you work in partnership as much as you work on technique. Uh, once I got out of the school, I was able to do every role and ballet possible that it was in the repertoire of the ballet in Cuba.
0: So you're saying just. Exposure
1: not only exposure is is given to you class, so mm-hmm. you either pass or you're out of school <laughs>
0: so you're saying that this is actually something that can be learned yes I've heard other dancers say that it's it's an innate gift to be an especially good partner and. Chocolates. I wonder, <laughs>
1: You learn the technique, uh-huh. and then you give them chocolates.
0: Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of partnering, going down the season a little further um, toward the end of the season, I believe you're going to be seen in Romeo and Juliet. Um, have, did you do it in the recent past, so this is not I, your I first I did dance uh, uh-huh.
1: last time it was done, yeah.
0: Um, how do you like doing Romeo compared to... Basilio, or
1: not? No, it, it, it is one of the most beautiful roles, I think, for the male and also the female dancers um, because of the history of the, the ballet and the music, of course. Um, that's a difficult one. That's a difficult one because it's, uh, you're giving a lot of yourself to that role, and you're giving... There is a, if you don't have a connection with your partner, if you haven't given her all those chocolates and she doesn't like you, you'll see. You'll notice it. <laughs> and uh, for Romeo and Juliet, you have to really see a love mm-hmm. between the two dancers. And uh, it's either critical that you are a good partner and all the moves work, mm-hmm. or it's just not going to be a beautiful show to watch. Do
0: you like roles that you have to... Let me say that a little differently. Do you like to dance in a part that requires you to take on a role, a character?
1: I think it's always more fun to do that than just do movements by itself or you just become a robot, just repeat and repeat steps. When you become somebody else, I think you get a deeper work of yourself and you get to expose your own work, your own personality more vividly to, to the audience.
0: One of the things that um, is fun about these interviews and about the fact that our audience sees you up close, they get to see you in wonderful parts on stage, um, is to know a little bit more about what makes you a very well-rounded person. And I wonder what, if you'd like to share some of the things that you do in your leisure time. And I'm priming you. I was fascinated to learn.
1: I just drive everybody nuts with golf on the dressing room. He
0: plays golf. And I hear you're a good golfer.
1: Uh, Probably better than some of the dancers, but not a good golfer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is there about... I mean, I know you have to do something to perhaps be a contrast to dancing
1: i mean it, it is a physical activity uh, okay, and uh that is really low impact. The only thing you're hitting is the ball uh know your knees against the floor mm-hmm. um and the 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 fact of being in nature for three to four hours. Uh-huh. takes you completely off ballet and completely off your life and it puts you somewhere else where you can either if you're working on a role, you can get out there and think about what you're going to do next in your work or either forget about everything else that went wrong that day and just hit that damn ball that is in front of you <laughs>
0: <laughs> and hope that you're hitting well.
1: you're going to hit it many times
0: ah uh-huh. well I was fascinated to learn that um, I've also learned that you're what we affectionately call a foodie you like to cook?
1: Well, if you rehearse for more than four hours a day, ballet, you're going to be hungry. And uh, <clears throat> being in San Francisco, being exposed to all those beautiful restaurants and exposed to the quality of food you're getting here, uh, after being in France, you, I think you, you get a palate of what's good to eat. Uh, also, in the past, uh, through my injuries, I had to spend a lot of time in bed icing my knees, so the food network was right there. And then I learned how to make a couple of dishes, went to culinary school for the weekend classes. So I got really, for a while, addicted to that. Golf is more fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for those of you who've come in um, after we started, I'm obviously speaking with Joan Boida, who is um, one of our principal dancers. And we have a few minutes um, for them to ask you some questions. So are some of you ready with a couple of questions? Yeah. That was a lovely little tribute. I'll repeat it uh, for those who didn't hear it. He said that um, having been a subscriber for 30 years, he considers you a superstar and would like to invite the other superstars, of whom there are several, to um, continue to do these, these meet and greets that we do. That was lovely. Thank you. This gentleman was also very complimentary and used words like um, style, grace, and um, masculine standard, and so thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Um, Yeah. This is a good, this is a question. He says, um, after going home, after seeing you and Lorena do Don Quixote, um, he had trouble sleeping. How about you?
1: I had trouble sleeping before the show, after the show, (laughs) mostly prior to the show. Once it was done, there's a sense of relief that you have accomplished or you've been working for several weeks with your partner, so... Uh, But but it is exhausting. Um, Usually we're all hungry and we want to go home and have a bite of food, and uh, you can't. There is so much energy rushing through your body that you're just exhausted and nothing else matters at that point.
0: Did you hear? Yeah. Um, could you repeat the question? I didn't hear all of it. Please, repeat the question.
1: I think she asked uh, since I left Cuba and to France if I have followed the other Cuban dancers that. Have been back? I haven't been back to Cuba since I left um, due to I defected um, to go to France. So I'm not sure if I could go back and be out of trouble. The, the, the regime in Cuba changes every day and you don't know what they could do to you if you come back or not um, um, and yes I have followed many of the dancers that comes out of uh, Cuba right now we have Taras Dimitro, which is uh, he's the son of my teacher in Cuba who made me who I am today so I'm really pleased to have him here
0: oh that's yeah. Um, behind yeah Do you come from a musical or otherwise performing family?
1: My mom did uh, study ballet, and she became a teacher later on because uh, she couldn't take the rehearsals and the punishment of a a, a girl in a company. So, uh, but no musicians. Uh, Artists here, my stepfather is a painter, and uh, so I have a little bit of art in in front of me every day.
0: Um, There was a question over here, yeah.
1: Yes, of course. Um in Cuba and how their if dancing is very
0: popular with kind of with boys. What age did you start at the National Garden The question was uh f- to start with referencing Billy Elliott and that their um the the show is being done in Cuba and that it's apparently oh there are many Billy elliots There are many Billy elliots In Cuba, dance is very popular with young boys. How old excuse me, were you when you started?
1: Sorry. I started school at 9 years old. Uh, that's the age um, that you start school. You cannot start like here at 3 years old or anything like that because they believe that the kid don't have any attention span to learn anything at that age. Uh, and yes, uh, it is popular in Cuba because you get exposed to dance with girls, and uh, no other sport has that, I think.
0: Did you go to um, boarding school or day school? Was your ballet training um, connected with your academics?
1: Yeah, the the academics in Cuba is just like in France or in Russia. They go together with ballet. If you fail one, you're out of the other one. So you have to keep up both at the same level.
0: And you become a very well-rounded professional. Yes. A couple more questions. Were your teachers in Cuba Russian-influenced, Russian-trained?
1: Yes. Uh, they did help uh, the ballet in Cuba for many, many years. And then they had a Sara Pliseski that t- taught in the company for many years, danced with Alicia Alonso. Uh, but after that, they, all the teachers went to France for a little bit, went to Italy. So it was a well-rounded uh, mm-hmm. technique that we had in Cuba, I believe.
0: Another hand. Okay, one more.
1: <laughs> in a previous interview, I think you mentioned your mother is still in Cuba, or has she, is she out?
0: Has she ever seen performance? Question is about your family, your mother.
1: Uh, yes, she's out of Cuba. She's actually in Belgium with my brother right now, uh, but she hasn't seen me dance. Uh, what well, she did had see me dance. Sorry, I take that back. Uh, when we danced in Paris uh, at the archives, yes, so she was there and she got to see our performance over there.
0: Well, we're going to get the um, half-hour signal from backstage any second now. Um, I want to reiterate how grateful I am that we could have this conversation. I know okay. these folks have enjoyed it. I've been speaking with Juan Boida, who is one of our wonderful principal dancers and who will be seen later this week in, in the middle, somewhat elevated, and diving into the lilacs and probably other assorted things down the season. But toward the end, we'll see you in Romeo and Juliet. Yes and looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy this evening's performance.